0: What I want to talk about today is is life, you know, and this is our life right now. Um, it's complex. Um, we are in this pursuit of more, uh, more software, more tools, more teams, uh, more meetings, more emails, more Slack channels. Uh, everything is more. And it's... Definitely a big struggle, especially in the last three years, we've all come to realize how hard it is to actually work on, on Zoom. And yet, when we were looking back and said, what is it that the world really needs now? Is it more or is it less? And, you know, thinking about, you know, companies like, you know, that come once and uh, every so often, you know, you look at a company like AWS and Amazon, said, look, you have a lot of more. You build, centers, you build data centers, you stitch a lot of things on your own. What if we left shifted all this? So this idea of left shifting was very important to to us. If if it means that we can actually take the most essential thing and make it simple for everybody around us, these are iconic companies. This happened with AWS, it happened with Apple. The idea of iOS was really taking a lot of complexity and saying, let's make it essential. Let's bring it all together, let's integrate, let's left shift. So what you'll hear from us today is about left shifting a lot of integration. And that's why I feel like DevRev is the united club. You know, in my last company, many of us were here, you know, ex-Newtons who are now part of DevRev. We went and united machines, you know, we unified machines, uh, and we made things simple. But we feel like there's a way we can actually go and unite departments and unite software and, and tools and workflows, which is one of the ways to really make things simple, as opposed to seeing what you see out there. Um, but before I start, I just want to tell a story of, uh, of a startup. You know, we start with a the founder, there's an idea, there's some initial code, um, and it's a very pristine state to be in for a founder. Uh, things are very simple, and it's elegantly simple. And then this company starts to grow, and growth creates complexity, and complexity is the silent killer of growth. So let's hear that story about this founder. You know, so they're in unison, the idea, the code, the founder. Uh, very quickly, they start looking at um, initial beta users, early users. will give, give them feedback. And there's real time feedback. In fact, the last five, seven years, you know, collaboration has become that much more accessible using Slack and other things that people said, let's use Slack, because I'm not just communicating, I'm collaborating with my end users. That happens. You start to hire some initial developer and designer. Um, Still, there's a lot of real-time collaboration. We create these external channels, Slack Connect. Uh, We are doing real-time work with our our customers. The essence of a product starts to emerge. It went from an idea to a concept to uh, some initial write-ups to now there's a product. Uh, And maybe we hire an engineering manager, and therefore there's a need for uh, managing work. Uh, And I'm going to call that engineering cloud. So the first cloud has emerged, which is the engineering cloud. Of course, uh, we hire a couple of product managers. The founder wants to scale. And they're like, let's hire one or two product managers. And they are now beginning a little bit of this product cloud thinking. For the first time, they're actually hanging out separately, differently from the developers. The developers used to hang out right here. The product people are hanging out someplace else. They're planning uh, someplace else. Some initial uh, issues start to emerge. We're Like, hey, let's get some fairly non-technical people who will at least start to feel these questions coming from our customers. We call them an L1 and L2 support agents. We start to buy some tools. Like you see there Zendesk, uh, a new cloud starts to emerge. We call it a support cloud. And over time, I think bigger issues start to happen. Now the developers start to get in. Uh, and this needs to in- include on-calls and escalations and things like that, and you start calling it L3 and L4. Uh, and that is now the emergence of a new cloud for the support cloud. Um, now, this starts to really get interesting because uh, in the last couple of years, and now in the next three to five years, many of these L1, L2 calls will get fielded by uh, a chatbot, uh, which is actually running where the user uh, is hanging out and spending most of their time. Um, and of course, uh, there's more data coming from these users. There's click streams, there's session recordings, there's crash dumps, uh, and things are now getting beefier, bigger, you know, for this company that started out with uh, three to five people. So now you have a user cloud, you know, and tons of data, everybody wants to understand what's going on with them, why do we have churn, and so on. And very quickly, we actually have a marketing cloud, a sales cloud, uh, and now you have people hanging out in, the, in their old uh, little tribes. You know, everybody wants to work you know, sales people working, marketing people working, engineering working, support folks working, product people working, users working. Everybody is interested in work. And if you look at this growth cloud, you know, at some level, uh, it is exactly where the rest of the company is. You know, there's a visitor on a website, they become a lead. The lead becomes a sales contact, contact becomes a, a trial user, a paid user, a new cloud emerges, you know, customer success cloud. And all of a sudden, you want to really get them engaged, make them an advocate, and sometimes you see them churn. You see how fragmented this whole world is for the same identity, for the same user, there's so much that's going on, people are trying to track all this. And those folks are struggling for product analytics because they want to understand what's really happening with the product. So what do you see now? Is the initial idea, the pristine idea of a founder with code and uh, you know being in unison and being happy about what they'd actually come to form, is now all these clouds, and all of a sudden there is also production cloud. There's incidents and incidents supposed to be handled by support folks and developers. Um, so in many ways, I go back. Sorry. This is what we have created. It's a monstrosity. There's so many things here, so many tools, uh, so many nouns, so many verbs, so many meetings, so many emails and Slack channels, but what's missing from here is the product and the customer. The two things that really mattered, the product and the customer. Most people here, especially in the front office, they're very much unaware of what the product is, and most people in the back office are unaware of who the customer is, and the whole essence of what a company stands for between the product and the customer is lost. So this is an opportunity, an opportunity that we thought we really need to look at holistically and say, uh, and you'll see this Y-shaped thing being uh, pervasive in all our presentations and our storytelling because we believe we should start with Y. Um, is really a knowledge graph. You know, at some level, uh, there's a big opportunity for us to really say, look, uh, if we can really center everything around the product and the customer, we can really stitch it back together again. So this complexity that one had come to create can be simplified if you left shift a lot of this integration around the product and around the customer. Um, And to speak a little bit more about that, uh, I want to talk about incumbencies, because one could say, well, so are you saying that you're gonna get rid of all these tools and just use the DevRev? And this is where the humility of DevRev really comes in. We're like, look, we gotta stick around all these incumbent tools but figure out a way to really sync with us. In real time, what does it mean for them to sync with us? Let's at least start to understand if we can start engaging and become more intelligent for them, while the record could actually exist in the Jira, could exist in uh, GitHub and in uh, Slack and Zendesk and Salesforce and HubSpot and so on. You know. So to speak more about this, like what does it mean for us to really connect this uh, knowledge graph together and bring it all together from existing systems. Definitely for us as a company, uh, the knowledge graph is a start. The core of everything that we do going forward with AI and analytics will come down to data engineering. And many companies, the SaaS companies, the last 20 years, they've actually stopped short at data. They'll say, look, here's my tribe, here's my object model, here's my APIs. Now you go figure how you want to integrate with this, the rest of the stuff. Uh, and for us, we really said, look, we've got to really bring it back to product and the customer. And it's our job to really do data engineering in real time across all these systems so that we can do two way syncs. You know, stuff that is updated in DevRev updates Salesforce back or Jira back, and vice versa, if you want to actually stay next to Jira uh, for a while. Um, but what's really important, and, and this is an opportunity that we saw, uh, was that stopping at data wouldn't help because data is not information. At some level, the anomalies, the correlations, the patterns, everything that you want to ask off of data is not information. And there's some, you know, the left brain and the right brain of information, these data structures are emerging. I mean, cloud data warehouses in the last five years, obviously, SQL in the last 30, 35 years, people have used to really go analyze stuff. But the cloud data warehouse last five years of uh, uh, phenomenon, which has made it fairly easy for people to go and build warehouses. and SQL models, but also large language models for semantic search. These things were not something that any SaaS company had to think hard about. They actually left it as a problem that you had to go solve for. And that, to us, is a big opportunity. The fact that we can take all this data that we've actually come together and bring it all back into these two data structures, the left brain of analytics, because why should you go and spend millions of dollars around support data, product data, engineering data, sales data, chat data, if we can left shift that for you. So that's one of the goals for DevRev is to take all this data that we have engineered and brought together from different systems, part of it which could be owned by us and part of it that could be owned by these uh, legacy systems. We bring it all together, give you analytics that's straight out of the box. And of course, really think about search. One of the hardest problems that has been in the enterprise for the last 20 years in SaaS has been around search. And semantic search is the core of that. But we also didn't want to stop there. We said, look, uh, unless we really were to go and redesign the apps, because at the core of all these verbs that you see, uh, like summarize, and rephrase, and cluster, and classify, and communicate, uh, and route, and attribute, and finally generate, these verbs just cannot be done in existing uh, apps that we have today. We will really have to redesign this, because You know, design and AI are really the yin and yang of each other. To really do AI right, you've got to have design, and to have design right now going forward with suggestions, recommendations, auto-complete, auto-deduplicate, there's so many things that we need to do auto-on that it couldn't be retrofitted on existing apps. (laughs)